0: Welcome once again to Take Up the Word. This ministry encourages you to take up the Word, to know the Word, to be doers of the Word, and to proclaim the truth of God's Word. This ministry exists, and I will stress again that this ministry exists to come alongside the local church. And I encourage you, as, as a pastor, uh, to get involved in a local fellowship and to be involved in your local assembly. Uh, this ministry in no way is to replace your local church. As a pastor, I I encourage you, find a good church, be a part of that church, and help that church to proclaim the word of God to a lost and dying world. If you were with us last week, you uh, were able to see this brief introduction that we did to the book of the, the gospel according to John. And as we looked at it, uh, we saw the purpose of John's writing in this in this uh, short study that we did last week. And the purpose of John's writing, as we looked at in John chapter 20, uh, verses 30 and 31, is that we would know and believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you would have life in his name. And I told you last week that we would uh, look this week at 40, Gospel proclamations found in the book of John, and it just goes to show us that John was very; his his mind was thinking about proclaiming the truth that Jesus Christ is God, that He came and He suffered and He died for us, and that uh, we would know Him, and that John, as he uh, even said, uh, he was the one who was there. He he bears witness to the fact that Jesus did all these things that he did and that he was the Son of God and that he was the promised Messiah that would come and to die for our sins. Um, And this week, as we dig into uh, these different gospel proclamations in the book of John, uh, I have over 40 different references, uh, so that's what we're basically going to do. I'm just going to run down through these, and then next week we'll pick up again uh, in verses, I believe, 6 through 13 of the book of John chapter 1, and uh, but this week I just want to point these things out to you because uh, we see that, that John was really stressing a point, and the point was, this is the good news. Jesus Christ had come, the Messiah, the promised Messiah had come to take away the sin of the world, and um, just as we looked at last week, Jesus Christ being the Word, the Word was made flesh, um, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, that Jesus was in the beginning with God and that he was God, he is God, and all things were made through him. Um, and then even as we continue through this study, we'll see that we, we, we don't leave that point, but we, we see that that was the uh, before Christ came to the earth, he was with God, he was face-to-face with God, being God the, the second person of the Trinity, and then he came and, and uh, became man. And dwelled among us, uh, but this week I want to just go down through a, a myriad of scriptures um, throughout the book of John, uh, just where there's these gospel proclamations. Um, some of the ones that that you know uh, we look at, uh, and, and I love this word "Behold," um, as as John the Baptist uh, in the first reference we'll look at. He says, "Behold, the Lamb of God," um, and that that word "Behold" is more than just say, "Hey, looky there." Um, it's it's behold him it's this is the one this is the one that that was promised through the uh, through the prophets and now here we have him face to face with us in human form um, and that's what we'll look at first uh John chapter 1 and we're going to look at verses 29 through 34 uh, i'm not i'm going to try not to uh, to expound on them too much uh, I just want to kind of come right to the point of what these scriptures are saying Um, John chapter 1, verses 29 through 34. This is uh, John the Baptist here, and uh, it says, The next day he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Think about that. That's a very concise gospel proclamation. Here is good news. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have bore witness that this is the Son of God. Think about that just for a moment. And we see that John, uh, as God spoke to him and told him that he would see one where the Spirit would descend upon him and remain upon him, um, this would be the one. This is the one that Israel has been waiting for. This is the one that we that we have promised through the prophets that would come. And he says, I have seen and bore witness. This is the Son of God. John chapter 1, verse 49, uh, as Jesus is calling some of his disciples, uh, he comes to Philip and Nathanael. And uh, we're going to dig into that a little bit, uh, where Nathanael, uh, Jesus calls him, he says, you know, uh, here here comes a, a Israelite in which there is no guile, and uh, he he uh, says something to him, and it triggers something in in Nathaniel to make him say this. And this this is where we're going to look at John chapter one verse forty nine. Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. What what an amazing thing uh, to be one who could See Jesus face to face and make this proclamation You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Uh, Let's turn forward to John chapter 3, verse 3. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus here, a a ruler, a a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. And if, if you know anything about Nicodemus, Nicodemus comes to him at night. And asks him some questions and wants to find some things out about him. Um, in John chapter 3, Jesus, speaking back to uh, uh, Nicodemus, says, Truly, truly, I say to you, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, amen, amen, uh, to say, This is, this is the facts, for, for real, for real. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, so Jesus has given Nicodemus this this idea of uh, how how can you how can you be in the kingdom of God? And he says you must be born again. John three fourteen through fifteen, and we're getting close to uh, one of the, one of the most beloved verses in all of Scripture, uh, which we'll actually cover in this in this lesson. But John three fourteen through fifteen. It says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Notice the gospel proclamation. Notice the good news here. Jesus is saying, whoever believes in him may have eternal life. John 3.16, and many of you could probably quote this from memory, but John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world, that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. John three thirty six says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Now notice, uh, and, and I talked a little bit about this last week, there's there's a bit of a dichotomy in John's writing when we talked last week about uh light and life and we talked about darkness and death um and and john makes these things very clear and what he's saying and even here he's saying whoever believes in the son has eternal life and then look at the flip side of that whoever does not obey the son shall not see life Uh, so when we when we look at these scriptures uh we see you know even jesus and this is one of the reasons why i oftentimes whenever i i speak and i i speak to people and I proclaim the gospel. Uh, I, I bring out the bad news and the good news. See, the bad news is all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, um, and the wages of sin is death. But we have this—we have this gospel proclamation. And even as Romans six twenty-three goes on to say, you know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever believes in the Son, John three thirty-six, has eternal life. John chapter four, verses thirteen through fourteen, and this is a very uh, a well-known story about Jesus at the um, with the Samaritan woman at the well, and he makes this this uh, claim to her. Jesus said to her, John four thirteen, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, speaking of the water from the well. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Come to Jesus Christ and get that living water—the water that, uh, that, as as He goes on to say, the water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Uh, and Jesus is saying here, you know, I am that water. I am that water. And and if you come to me, you will never thirst again. I'm not saying that you won't ever have a Natural thirst, but a super your supernatural thirst for spiritual things will be satisfied when you come to Christ. John chapter four, verses twenty-five through twenty-six, and this is still a continuation of his discussion with the woman at the well. And the woman said to him, uh, John four twenty-five. The woman said to him, "I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things." Notice what Jesus says in verse 26 here. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. I who speak to you am He. This Messiah that they had been waiting for, the one who is called the Christ. Uh, this woman, this Samaritan woman, knew that He would be coming, and Jesus says, I am He. I'm the one you're waiting for. I am the Christ. John chapter 4, verse 42. John 4:42, and the woman went back to her uh, back to her town, and she uh, she's, she's telling them that man, this guy, I met this guy. And he told me everything I've ever done. And John 4:42, uh, the the people of the town said to the woman, "It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the Savior of the world." Now. Notice how all these gospel proclamations that we see in the book of John just reiterate the theme of John as wanting us to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And when we see these things, uh, and I love the wording here, we know that this indeed is the Savior of the world. This is indeed the Savior of the world. John chapter 5, verse 24. And I know I said I, I would try not to expound too much on it, uh, but it 's really hard whenever you get to it and and you just see these wonderful proclamations of of good news uh, it 's hard for it 's hard for a man of God to not get excited about it for somebody who has been born again for somebody who knows christ uh, it 's hard to not uh, get a little bit excited about each and every one of these verses that make this wonderful proclamation John chapter five verse twenty four Jesus says truly truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. John chapter five verses thirty-nine and forty. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees here, and he, he makes this very pointed uh, statement. He says, "You search the scriptures, John five thirty-nine. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life." And it is that they that bear witness about me. Notice how Jesus kind of flips the script on them, so so to speak. You're searching the Scriptures thinking that you have life found just in those Scriptures, that if you just keep the law good enough, if you just do all these things hard enough and try hard enough, try harder, you think that you'll have eternal life and just obeying everything that you possibly can obey. But he's saying, when you read these things, these things are things that are testifying and bearing witness about me. Let me read that again. John 5, 39. You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I don't know about you, but uh, if you you are born again, if you are a Christian, uh, it, it blows your mind to think that people would refuse to come to him. But Jesus is saying here the Pharisees are looking at the point where, you know what, I'm just going to continue searching the Scriptures because I'm going to find eternal life in there somewhere. And there was eternal life standing right before them in the body and the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 6, verse 27. John 6, 27 says, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on Him God the Father has set His seal." John 6:29 says Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent." John 6:35 Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst." John 6 verse 40For this is the will of my Father that everyone who looks on the Son, and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. John 6.51 says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of this world is my flesh. Jesus saying that, that He was the final sacrifice. That He is the one that would lay down His life for the world. He would be the bread of life, giving His life so that we may have life and life eternal. John chapter 6, verse 54. And I'm really looking forward to getting into John chapter 6. Uh, but John six fifty-four says, Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Whoever partakes in the sacrifice that I have made for them, Through faith in me. Whoever whoever takes and eats my flesh, drinks my blood, does what? Has eternal life. John six, sixty-eight through sixty-nine. John six, sixty-eight through sixty-nine. Simon Peter answered him, and and this is this is a wonderful thing as you you read that that the statement that Jesus just made that we just looked at in John six fifty-four, feeding on his flesh and drinking of his blood. Uh, that statement made a lot of his disciples, a lot of his followers, turn away. Um, it's a hard saying, um, and it's, it's okay. Well, you forsake everything that you know to follow me. And when we look at John 6, 68 and sixty-nine, Jesus turns to his disciples, to the twelve, and he asks them, "You know, are you are you going to go too? Are you going to leave too?" And notice Peter's uh, answer to him, John six sixty-eight. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. John chapter eight, verse 12. I told you we we're going to cover a lot of scripture, and, and I'm, I'm not going to try to dig into each and every piece because we'll eventually get to them. but I just want to show you how over and over again we see these proclamations of good news within this gospel uh, of John. John chapter eight verse 12 says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We spoke about the light last week and how the light is coming into the world and that the world has not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome that light. And Jesus says that he's the light of the world and whoever follows him will not walk in darkness because they will have the light of life. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is another one of the reasons why this ministry exists, because I want you to know the truth, because knowing the truth, pointing, pointing you to Christ, the word of God, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John chapter 8, verse 51 John 8.51 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. John 8.58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And I, I just want to point out in this, this verse here, uh, Jesus here, he, he's identifying himself as the I am that I am that spoke to Moses out of the burning bush in, in the book of Exodus. And uh, Jesus, to say this, um to say that that even the God who promised Abraham that that, that he would have a uh, a son and that this son uh, would bring uh, the world to God that, that, that he would have many descendants more than the, the grains of the sand on the beaches and um, more than the stars in the sky <clears throat> and Jesus speaking of speaking to the 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 Pharisees. Um, they're trying to they're trying to catch him up in something and Jesus comes out and says to them before Abraham even was before he even existed I am ego I me I am and when, when you th- we'll actually dig into that word a little bit that that phrase ego I me or ego I me um, and, and when we dig into that phrase, Um, And you see all these I am statements We already looked at. I am the bread of life. I am the the living water. Uh, Jesus making these statements. He's identifying himself as God. And he's saying before Abraham came to this earth, before he even breathed his first breath, I was. I I was in the beginning. And that that goes right back to John chapter one. Uh, In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Jesus Christ is identifying himself as the God of Abraham. Before Abraham was I am all right we're gonna cut it right there Um, and what we're gonna do is uh, pick up the second part of that next week Uh, I I recorded this video originally and it was a little bit long so I wanted to make sure that I cut it down into some parts that uh, people would be able to digest and uh, what we're gonna do is we'll we'll pick up again next week we'll finish up the rest of the uh, the 40 proclamations of the gospel found in the book of John and, uh, that, that way then, uh, we'll cut it down in the less than half hour segment. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this. And again, may, may God continue to bless you as you study his word. And as you study his word, take up his word, know his word and proclaim the truth of his word.